Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. <laughs> Welcome to Food for Thought, a podcast gab fest for in a multiracial mix of queer writers gather around the table to talk about sex, identity, culture, what we like to read, and who we like to read. Food for Thought, a platter smattering of spreadable nut butters. <laughs> oh my god. All of which I'm allergic to! <laughs> Is that smegma? <laughs> no! No! No, it's not! I'm, I'm throwing my rosé in your face! No, you're not. No, I'm not. throwing my smegma in your face! Oh! <laughs> I'm Tommy Team Spico. I'm an indigenous American poet, editor, and I refer to the booty as nature's hot pocket. <laughs> that was a subpar tweet, Tommy. That was a subpar tweet that I responded to. <laughs> I'm Fran. I'm a writer, editor, and I've recently come to terms with the fact that I I think I'm like addicted to all of y'all's nudes. I <laughs> I like exclusively get nudes from fans and I love it. And if you want to keep sending me nudes, I am here for it, but just know that I have a problem. I thought you <laughs> meant I thought you meant the people in the room. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no. I'm I talking so I'm talking to the people that I care about, I was like, which what is What the fuck did I do on <laughs> Ambient? Did I tweet something untoward? <laughs> I just DM'd you 13 more dick pics <laughs> as you were doing oh that. Oh my god. I, I'm Brand. I'm Joseph Osmondson, scientist nonfiction writer verse bottom and my sexuality is taking that first bite of some oh so juicy fresh explosively spicy double beef nachos <laughs> oh my god i can't double beef also, you did eat some double double beef nachos the other night i did and i good. am dennis norris the second and i'm a reader I'm a writer, I'm a former figure skater, and on Twitter, my alias is Hopra Winfrey. That's true. Because I am trying to make America thotty again. Oh, I am doing the Lord's a, work. It yes. is a good mission. It's a it's yes. A, it's a great it's a it's a great Twitter name. <laughs> it, it's also it's, it's it's just the truth. Hopra Winfrey. Well, Get at me. Um, Fran, will you tell us what we've got on the menu today? Absolutely. So for our first segment, you know, it's Pride season, so uh, we talk about whatever the opposite of for Pride is. Uh, <laughs> deep shame. Shame. Call Just, me by your shame. Yeah. Yes. Um, that was not a subpar tweet, Joe, and you must have loved that shit. That was all mine. That was all Teebs. Tommy shares an impure thought story that um, gives us a spit take. Uh <laughs> Wow, I just got sick all over again. We start anew in the thought process, and for our dessert, we have 
the greatest love of all. Anyways, it's whatever. It's something that's going to happen. Stay tuned. Baby, I love you, but don't quit your day job. (laughs) That was beautiful. And fuck you. And she did quit her day job. (laughs) Take it away, please. Mm. Get us out of here. Get us out of here. Nom, 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 thought. <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit peckish. I think it's time we go to our Amuse Boosh segment. And to amuse our Booshes this week, Fran's got a little girlfriend. That's right. And it's a holiday-specific, y'all. We uh, have a pride edition of today's Amuse Boosh. Hate it. Um, a it. game <laughs> we are calling Swallow This Pride. Um, <laughs> because... Uh, <laughs> Most of these are hard to swallow. I have, <laughs> I have um, written up a list of branded pride campaigns slash advertisements. I'm some reporting of, this. We some love of which I know that. we love capitalism. We love pride. We love it when brands create branded gay content. And uh, I had some of these are are real and some of these are fake. And y'all will have to decide which ones. Wait, are real capitalism and which ones is so confusing. Fake. It's know, a right? really hard time to I'm, be alive. I'm just so excited about that. <laughs> this first one: a coffee chain named Costa brings a special drink to the menu featuring rainbow latte art. Absolutely real. That's a, yeah. I I, I believe that. I 100 percent believe that. And is, I and I would get it. I it would is drink it. 1000 percent real. Yep. Rainbow. La- Do you want to drink that no, afterwards? I though I just don't understand. I would try it. Um, it might be good. An image on Instagram of two disembodied holding hands posted by Gray Poupon Mustard. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope the point of this game is that they're I, all real. <laughs> Pardon me. Do you think it's real? Do you have any gray poupon? Do you see this I would love it if something named Poupon was somehow connected with pride. Exactly. Unfortunately, I believe this is a, 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 a streak of France cleverness. So, Tommy yeah. says it's gray poop off. <laughs> I, oh my God. Did you okay, really? You're done. I, I do not believe that gray poupon particularly cares about pride. So, this sorry. is real. <laughs> Very real. How about this? Uh, way <laughs> back, you, way back when American American Apparel was a thing. American Apparel producing a T-shirt that said, "Can you queer me now?" <laughs> oh, I think that's so. I think that's totally real. Uh, on brand. N- no, it was called Legalize Gay. It was Legalize Gay. They had many branded gay T-shirts, actually. But this one I made up. <laughs> <laughs> I've also it's, never it's been in probably American too apparel. clever. Oh my god! I used to work at American Apparel, of course so you did. <laughs> I was top salesman for three months in a row. The only top oh salesman. worked been. on commission. I was just gonna say that joke. Yeah. How you. much? Uh, how much clothes did you steal? I stole so much clothing. <laughs> wow. I've never admitted that ever. Um, I they said there was like a, a big like dumpster of like clothes that we weren't allowed to steal, but they weren't gonna go back on the floor. I don't remember. So why couldn't they you were, steal them? They were just like, you can't steal these. They we need to send them back to like some and I took from that thing all the time. I would have stolen them too. Yeah, when I was when I was first moved to to Brooklyn, like twenty three years old, one of my roommates worked at American Apparel and she just came back with mad shit for me all the time. I love yep. it. Yeah. I love it. Yep. <clears throat> M&M's creating a 300-foot rainbow entirely out of M&M's in some football field in Jersey. Uh, first of all, I thought you meant rapper Eminem. Same. For a oh, minute. No. Same. Who, admitted, same. who admitted to being on Grinder? 
Oh yeah, just so everyone knows, oh, like quasi out. I truly could not care M&M. less. I'm so mad that you just God. gave that airtime. But he said he said he was looking for women. Did he? Yeah, he just said he was on Grinder. I think. Was he looking for trans women? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Huh. Okay. He may or may not have been one of the first people in my in my earliest ever spank bank. But oh, oh Dennis! Oh, Dennis! Wait, so Dennis is oh all God. problematic face. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was distracted oh, yeah. by thinking about rapper Eminem. Can you repeat the, the question? <laughs> We've been drinking. Eminem's creating a three hundred foot rainbow entirely out of Eminem's in some football field in Jersey. No, I think that's true, and the math adds up. Three hundred foot is a hundred yard. Okay, I'll I'll agree with the science nerd. I, I also think it's true, but maybe not in Jersey. I made it up. I made it entirely up. Oh. However, Jer- Jersey should have Jersey should have been the sign that you made it up. Actually, T H. I know. I sh- I know. I sh- we should have known. It's completely made up. Yeah. But I wouldn't put it past M and M's. Me neither. Honey made graham crackers, creating a marriage equality map out of graham crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Wait, where did, did you just? Um, wait, okay, so how does this map work? It's just a map made out of graham crackers. I'm, I'm, I'm saying this is not, this didn't happen. This I think it's real because Fran actually knows he's answering the questions. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what this is. I feel like, did you see Cardi B when she was on um, Jimmy Fallon and she was trying to play that game where you, you pull the nonsensical. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you get a bunch of things. That yeah. You have and she was just, with. and he was like, what is it? And she was like, I don't know. <laughs> it's pussy balls. <laughs> So, um, I don't know, Fran. It's pussy balls. <sighs> it's real. Ah, I knew it's it! It's totally oh. fucking I knew real. It. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. A Chipotle advertisement oh that God. read, Homo Estas. <laughs> <laughs> that can't possibly be real. It can't be real. I think, it can't. It can't. I think, I think it's real. I can't. It can't. Uh, T- Tommy Teebs. I would have seen that <laughs> because I pay uh, a lot of attention to the puns. I don't think so. And a lot of attention to the Chipotle. Yeah. <laughs> it was real. Wow. Not only was it real, but on this advertisement of Homo Estas, there were two uh, there were two little pins that you could pull up and there was a pin with t- it said which do you prefer and it had a pin with tacos on it and a pin with burritos on oh it. Oh my god. Oh. Comparing <laughs> Mexican food to wow. genitalia is, and equating genitalia is, who, with who sexual orientation. Okay. Who, is the, who, who thought is this was okay? Oh wow! I, oh. I literally. Can oh you imagine God. pitching this? I feel like <laughs> I feel like a white girl is behind I like, that. I feel like or, a white girl is behind that. Or some faggot did it as performance art, <laughs> and, then they, and, then, and then they bought it. Somebody, yeah. No, here's what it is. He's like sort of looked like John Hamm, so he did like a Don Draper, and he's like, imagine a taco and a burrito. As as someone who has been in advertising, I can attest that. Gay men have just as terrible of ideals as straight people as it pertains to creating pride campaigns. Skittles producing an all-white bag of Skittles, meaning only white Skittles, claiming they're giving up their rainbow as a protest for gay marriage. That's fake. That has to be fake. Fran just gave me a look being like, Ben. I, I mean, I hope it's fake. Please let that be fake. Tommy. Oh Tommy's my god. I'm <laughs> in between a cock and a hard place right now. I think I it's real. I think place. it's real. It is real. Oh. It's 1000% oh real. Ooh. A rosé company in Los Angeles putting up a billboard with wine pouring from a can. So it's canned rosé and the copy says gay beer. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I feel like half of that is like us. But yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel like that's real. It was not a pride campaign, but it was real. <laughs> <laughs> because they're geniuses and it's, great at writing copy. It's wow. Always pride in Los Angeles. Honestly, this is the, that was the one advertising that I will stand for. <laughs> Smirnoff limited edition bottles that say love wins. Yes. Yeah, real. I believe uh-huh. it. Yeah. It is real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> limited edition Oreos with a rainbow cream. I, I, I believe fake. it. I think that's fake. Joe thinks it's I fake. I think it's real, but it wasn't a pride thing. It was fake. <sighs> I made that up. Doritos limited edition rainbow chips. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Well, if they had, it wasn't in New York. I don't. I didn't see that, so I'm no. going to say not real. It was real. <laughs> rainbow Doritos. What was what, the flavor? What, 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 yeah. I oh don't God. fucking three know. Three it was from what I read, it would work would be ran. From what I read, it was a very limited edition. <laughs> also, like one my, bag, my one favorite bag. name for anything is Cool Ranch. Oh my god! True, DJ Cool Ranch. Yeah, exactly. Is your drag name it is Cool my Ranch? <laughs> Dorito, Dorito flavor. <clears throat> limited edition rainbow UGG boots. No, I hope fake, not. That's fake, disgusting. Fake, oh, fake, fake. I'm going to go ahead and say yes, because I would probably buy them. Oh, yeah, yes. you absolutely. Or I would have bought them. Maybe not Hi, now, but I would have bought Dennis. them. That is Dennis. Yeah, that's not Teeves. That's Dennis. They were not real. Yeah. However, when we got marriage equality, they did post a photo of rainbow Ugg boots. But yes. they, they were never they, produced. They were not. They were never, they were never It was a Photoshop. It was a Photoshop. <clears throat> I care less oh, about Dennis. the boots, but Ugg, as a, as a person who's devoted to your earmuffs, if you made rainbow earmuffs, I would be eternally grateful. Oh, Dennis. Just FYI. Bud Light featuring uh, paired up beer cans next to beer cans and then bottles next to bottles as an advertisement suggesting that they were same-sex couples. Absolutely have. Absolutely real. Is it real? All right, I'll go with the majority. It was real. It was so literally so real. I I might have, yeah, Mm. I might have remembered that. But that's like the thing that Bud Light would do where like you could read it as a not gay thing. They're not really taking a stance. They're taking a stance if you know how to read it. Well, yeah. Uh, An image on Starbucks social media of the two sirens, like the logos, kissing. Oh, no. I think that's real. I think it's fake. I think I, I feel like that's real. I could be wrong. I don't believe it. This is Tommy. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I think I don't it's fake. It. it was real. No! I, I swear. I was like, I think ah! I saw. I used to drink a lot of Starbucks. I feel like it's real. I, I feel like I've seen that. Wow. I'm so bad at this game. I only got one right so far. Tommy. I think I've only the opposite of whatever I say. <laughs> I've only gotten two right. I'm I mean, terrible. because it's like it's like capitalism is a parody of itself. So at what point is like it's, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like impossible to There's tell. There's no line. It's so hard. An equality symbol posted on Instagram made entirely out of <clears throat> Red Bull cans. Ew. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I feel like it's real. Absolutely so real. Totally real. Um, Starbucks, a Starbucks rainbow drink called the Unicorn Frappuccino. That, no, that happened. Real. That I remember happens. it. But it's not a pride thing. It was not a pride thing. They're just, they just, <gasps> they're just disgusting. Yeah, you got yeah. it. They're just bad at it. It was disgusting. It's like we've been around for a long time. We're just kind of out of new coffee uh, things. Thank you for joining us on this confusing journey. <laughs> oh, my God. Of late capitalism. Oh, God, I'm exhausted. Follow your pride. <laughs> it's on <laughs> listen it is always on like donkey kong here at food for oh, thought and no. for our next segment we're switching it up to teams who's gonna give us some spectacular impure thoughtery straight out the poop shoe no. ah! <laughs> 
Are you ready, yes. team? Yes. Are you ready? Yes. And pure no, thoughtery goes here we in go. the poop shoot. That's the direction. <laughs> yeah, you, you, Not always, this. boo. You just, have you read your book, Joe? <laughs> For all the listeners here at home, I just have to let you know that when Dennis introduces this segment, it is a full body operation. It's just like arms everywhere, leaning side to side. There's like some neck action. There's like, some twists. He almost fell out of his chair. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you know what I look like in Fox. Oh, oh no. Kidding. I hope that's not what it looks like. Kidding. <laughs> Thank you, as always, for being extra, Dennis. Uh, <laughs> extra Dennis likes the extra D. We all know that. So today I want to tell you a little story about me being debased casually. <laughs> because, I mean, those make the best fodder. So... A part of my job involves me going to different schools and speaking to oftentimes different MFA programs. I am not going to mention the school and or when this happened because I'm not trying to get fired. <laughs> like some people on this show. Eyes <laughs> turn to Joe. <laughs> it's this one. Yeah, a, a, <laughs> yeah half of Super Thought yeah. is like actively campaigning to get fired right now. If I had a job, I would be. <laughs> Unemployment checks are real. So, um, yeah, so I was, I was visiting this MFA program, and usually what happens is they'll have you in for about 24 hours. Um, you know, you go in, you have dinner with the uh, faculty, you know, you give a reading, you, you, have, you hang out with the students, you know, you do a seminar the next day, and then they fly you back home. This happened yeah. to be over the course of two days, so there, were, there was more um, sort of pageantry going on, and there was more that I had to do with the, with the whole university. And, and part of this, uh, a, lot of, a lot of times the part of the contract is that – you cannot fraternize with the students. Like, like you can't, like, it's a, like, it says, like, you know, don't, basically don't fuck the kids. Right. They don't, they love you going out and drinking with them and mm-hmm. hanging out and being, like, informal and you having chats. But, you know, it sort of has to stop at the level of taking off shirts. Yeah. yeah don't, and, don't fuck the baby. Yeah. And don't, don't and, do it. And the thing is, like. Probably I, stops way before taking off shirts <laughs> as well. Like, I think there are a lot of steps to get to taking off shirts <laughs> that still violate. And I don't, and I don't, like, like. Young youth doesn't do it for me. Yeah, same. Um, I don't like mm. I like people younger than I am. I generally don't tend to get involved with, and also the whole power dynamic of being somebody presenting on a campus is Not just sexy. no. It's disgusting. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't get into it. However, so I was like, no, 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 this isn't going, this isn't going left. This is very much right. Stay with me. So <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, I'm, uh-huh. I'm, I'm giving a, a, a reading at like a, you know, one of those like, I don't know, it was like a common space for like an MFA program. And there was like a long table where people was just doing their work. So there were people at the, re- it was like pretty packed. Um, there were some of the people there were just there to do work though. And so I'm like reading and I'm like getting into it and I'm sort of noticing there is like somebody sitting at the table and he kind of turns around yes. as like he's mm. getting enticed by you know the siren song of my poetry (laughs) and then he just can't stop paying attention he's just like looking right at me and i just kind of start reading to him because it's like i'm trying to win him over you know there's like something about um like something about the motivation of seduction that can really get you get your head in the game in a way i feel like one of the things you gave me as advice uh on, on the book tour was you have to do every reading like you're reading to your biggest crush. Like the person yeah. that you really want to sleep with and have one opportunity to sleep with is right there in the room. Read to that person. And it gives it that sense of urgency. However, like just as a tactic to do 
a good reading because again this is a place that uh didn't have amplification and and it was kind of a casual environment yeah. so and the lighting was horrible and i was just trying to do things to make myself like do the best possible job um and then i do it it's great there are uh, like the kids kind of file out some people i sign books some people buy books it's like kind of the basic sort yeah, of yeah, reading yeah. thing and i noticed this this person who was sitting at the table has duck around and mm-hmm. he kind of starts talking to me i'm just like god like and he's like how fine. tall how tall is he um he's like on the shorter side so he's like six two um, <laughs> yeah and he is also native wow i'm not Ooh. also i'm not gonna say his nation i'll say he was anishinaabe and he uh was talking about how he had been in the mfa program and he was, and I was like, oh, had been. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I was just kind of on campus because I was like getting some things. I was like advising a couple of people. And I was like, oh, so you're not a student. Awesome. <laughs> Contract <laughs> is no, no, no motherfucking void. No, no, and so I'm like, light. yeah, and I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm, I just got in this afternoon and, you know, I'm just like feeling a little bit peckish, if you know what I mean. Because <laughs> um, all they really gave me was like oh, some fucking man. cucumber slices and like a, like a pita chip. Like I need something. And so he like the takes sustenance. me to, yeah, so he like, we get into his, um, I don't know, fucking VWT go on and like go to like a restaurant in the <laughs> oh in the God. outside in the city right outside this university. And you know, I just gotta say that I love flirting. I love it oh. so much. I love it. I mean, if you if you know your there's like mutual interest and you could yeah. just it's it's kind of sexy to kind of like be luring somebody in and yeah. to just like kind of be playing with them, especially like if they're a tiny bit intimidated by you. <laughs> I will second that. I <laughs> fucking love that oh. game. Ooh, it's so good. No one has ever been intimidated by me. It's just not Same. a thing. No, Same. <laughs> um, well... Give give yourself a little bit of credit. Now you you're probably gonna have some fans of the show coming up to you, and they don't know what to say. So it's kind of, it just it, the thing about flirting is teasing, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like um you know kind of like needling into their ribs, or you know what mm-hmm. I mean, like let the letting the touch. yeah like let it linger for like a second too long, casual touch, or be like That's really good. or like you're so stupid. Ah, <laughs> yeah. And um I'm so dinner's over, and and he's like um. Oh, where are you staying? And I tell him the hotel that I'm staying at. And I was like, I'm going to be here for two days. And again, they didn't give me any food or any food vouchers or anything like that. And I noticed that there was a Trader Joe's across the street. And I was like, would you mind like taking me to the Trader Joe's and then taking me back to the place? Because I just need, I need some food. I need some snacks. I was yeah, like, yeah. okay. So, you know, I go through the Trader Joe's, you know, I get like, um, like a, a, a package of salt and vinegar chips and like a box of wine, which is the only thing I was going to eat for two days. Yeah, Literally yeah. all you need. Literally. And my dinner every night. <laughs> yeah, but like this, there was a little bit of uh, to your motive in this. So um, we're going back to the place, and he, I'm like, I'm only here for two days. Obviously, I'm not going to drink this whole box of wine by myself. Lies. Do you want to? Like- <laughs> <laughs> As if you couldn't. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like deeply, you know, in a uh, uh, subterfuge. You know what I mean? I'm just yeah, like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm like a double agent right now. Yes, so absolutely. like, no, I couldn't drink a box of wine in two days. What are you talking about? Um, so I was like, so do you want to come in and have like a yep. glass of wine? And he says, sure. And so he comes in and we put this movie on. Um, and during the movie, you know, we're super Netflix and chilling. You know what I mean? Like yeah. leaning harder and harder into mm-hmm. each other. Oh my God. And that wine is starting to slosh around a little bit. And you know, the look on Teeb's face is so precious right now. Yeah, I've like really literally cute. never oh. seen Teeb. I'm getting so heady with this. And, yeah. and also he's native and he's like so cute and like smart and we're just like it's i'm just like this is my one true love this is like my future right 
And oh, so you have a little Joe Osmondson in you in that moment. A little like, bit. You, you met him two hours ago, and you're planning your future. Uh huh. Oh, it's me, uh-huh. Joe. Yeah. And so uh-huh. you know, then then like you know, making out starts to happen, and you know, the the laptop goes off. And then we're just like, then I'm doing my, I'm doing what I do best, which is like sucking the color out of a marble. Uh huh. <laughs> oh my! It was God. like those hocus pocus, which is like. Ah. Yeah. Um, I'm so like Joe's cackling. Joe also uh-huh. cackles like a hocus pocus witch. And I like to, you know, I love to, you know, when you're going down on somebody, like do the little gag, like well up a little bit. Oh, it yeah. makes them feel so oh, big. Single tear mm-hmm. rolling mm-hmm. down your cheek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so mm-hmm. good. And you know, he's like, "Can I fuck you?" And I was like, "I wish you motherfucking would." <laughs> And because Heron Walker, good friend of the show, Heron Walker, one time at a bar just gave me like a hundred condoms. Yeah, I love out of nowhere. Thank you, baby. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Heron. So I just have like a bag full of condoms. And he was like, this is going to be a busy weekend, wasn't it? <laughs> and I'm like, no, you're just going to fuck me a hundred times. Um, so. Where is the lie? You know, he's going in and he ain't that big, but he's doing the whole thing about like, you know. Is it, is it, does it feel good? Does it hurt? Are you okay? And I'm like, yes, full. I'm fine. <laughs> and so he's doing, he's doing like, he's doing like, he's doing like the long, you know, what I mean? like the, the long, long deep oh. stroke. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like getting into it back into Perfect. like arching and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like sitting back. We're like, you know, the moon, the, yes. the lights are off, but the moon is like kind of sh- like right in his face. And he's like, do, like doing the, the 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 close looking and the eye to eye. We're I'm like so seeing soul right to soul. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. And then wow. he like yeah. rears back and he hawks. <laughs> And he just spits in my face. Just like, Woo! and it lands like on my cheek. And it's like, oh, it's like, oh! I'm oh sorry. I'm like, get, I get very like my, my gag reflex is not there when I'm sucking dick, but for gross things. So it's like, it's kind of like, it like dripping down my silence. Oh was it, my was god! He, was, was, was he like Tommy's losing did he it? Just, did he just like it was a loogie? He, he aimed wrong. It was right? a, it was a loogie. It wasn't no. just spit. No, was he was loogie. he hawked spit and went and like it just hit my cheek and I was like oh. And let me tell you something. I have been spit on twice in New York City by people because I'm a faggot. So it's yeah. like not only do I not like this deed, obviously because it's fucking disgusting. I mean like spit if that's what you're into we're not king shaming i'm not i just am not personally and it's like nobody fucking warned me nobody asked me if that was okay and i just have this you know generalized city trauma of being spit on as a faggot by weird people Uh uh-huh and it's so dehumanizing you know and Uh and and i just like and he he's looking at me like nothing's wrong and i was like what the fuck and he's oh like, my God. I've never had any complaints before. And I'm like, are oh. you a fucking virgin? Like, <laughs> and oh I just God. like, I just like start kicking and swinging and I'm like, get the fuck off me. Get out of my room. And he's like, what, what's going on? Why are you being like this? And I was like, get the fuck out. I wow. didn't, I didn't, this is not conditional. Get the fuck out of my room. And he puts on all his stuff and I'm just like pushing him out as fast as I can. Wow. And like, go wipe my face off. And I'm like looking at myself in the mirror and I'm just like this is gonna be such a good story <laughs> I feel like I immediately like texted like Morgan Parker or something and I was like 
guess who got debased tonight? <laughs> oh my god! Because oh, I don't know what baby. else to do with such humiliating moments. Besides, yeah. like I could veer all the way into like sort of crying game shower, like trying to like scrub myself off with the loofah or whatever. I, yeah. But I was like, no, nah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna make lemonade out of this. I'm one. gonna lol. Yeah. That's the, this is oh. um. So okay, not that this makes it better, but was he like just? Aiming for your mouth and miss? Ah, like, was this a miscalculation? Ah, Not is... that that makes it better. Wait a minute, but... Dennis, do you like getting spit on in the mouth? You I, know, I do. it's happened <laughs> once. Wow. I do. It wow. happened once with a boyfriend, and it was it was hot, but that was a different scenario. We'd been together for many months. We were trying different things, and he sort of, like, caressed my... He, like, very sweetly sort of caressed my neck and lifted my chin, so I thought he was going to kiss me, and then he's been in my mouth, but, like, it was fine. I don't. But it was a different situation. You've had a boyfriend? Yeah, I've had a boyfriend. This message comes from iHeartRadio sponsor, Mercury Insurance. If you're looking to save some money, you should really think about getting a quote from Mercury, because Californians save an average of $677 with Mercury. It's quick and easy, and in just a few minutes, you might find you could save a lot of money on your auto and home insurance. Plus, Mercury was named one of America's best insurance companies by Insure.com four years in a row. Low rates, big discounts, great insurance. Go to mercuryinsurance.com today to get a quote. It's crazy how much we have to pay for outdated, impersonal health care, and even crazier that we all just accept it. It's time to face facts. Health care is backwards. Luckily, there's Forward, a new approach to primary care that's surprisingly personal and refreshingly straightforward. Forward never makes you feel like just another patient. Backed by top-rated doctors and the latest tech, Forward gives you access to personalized care whenever you need it. Using in-depth genetic analysis and real-time blood work, Forward's top-rated doctors provide you with in-depth insights to better understand your genetics, mental, and physical health. They then create custom, easy-to-understand plans to help guide you to achieving long-term health. With Forward, you get unlimited in-person visits with your doctor and access to care anytime via the Forward app, all for one flat monthly fee. It's time to stop accepting backwards health care and start moving your health forward. Visit GoForward.com today to learn more. That's GoForward.com. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Paris Hilton has a podcast. This is Paris, where she talks about the hottest in movies, music, and television with edgy, candid conversations and unexpected guests. This is Paris like you've never heard her before. Join Paris every week for an honest, open, and unpredictable romp through pop culture that only she can deliver. Over my career, I've probably been interviewed about a million times. So now it's my chance to turn the tables and interview some of your favorite celebs, my friends, my family, people who I find interesting newsmakers, influential people, and maybe even you. This is Paris reveals a more personal view of influencer, model, and author Paris Hilton. I love Schitt's Creek, The Simple Life, Westworld. Wait, The Simple Life? Are you just going to put that in the middle and then <laughs> elaborate? I love it. How do you want It's just so much fun to watch with my boyfriend because he's not like the reality type. Listen to This Is Paris podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this, this was like four, four or five years ago. This like but. raises an inter- an interesting conversation for me because like I've been spit on a lot and almost never consensually. And oh. I feel like I've been and like a lot of times with with partners who maybe had guessed with me enough that I would be into it. And I don't know how much nonverbal communication you yeah. can do to like consent to spit. So, but I do, and I, I don't want to kink shame people who are into it, but I have heard from a lot of people that, like, you can either get, like, a lot of great reactions or a lot of negative ones. So this is Joe, and I've done, I've played with this a lot, both with people, mostly with people that I've slept with, definitely, this is not a first time fucking move, no matter what. Mm. But, like, there are a lot mm-hmm. of ways that you sort of gauge people's reaction, and one of the things that almost everyone finds sexy is if you're topping, for example, and there's, like, a little bit not enough lube, and if you oh, let spit drop that. down onto your dick, oh, at kind of wet the dick as you fuck that's like for me love it or like the spit on the hand the spit on the hand and then like and then if if like that gets a good reaction then you can like Tommy's very upset. I don't like, see you, the connection though. I hate to me, it. There's I mean, a functional. I'm into that, but there, there's a functional reason why uh-huh, you're spitting in uh-huh. that moment. But if you're just like spitting on my nipple or my cheek, I don't. Why no, are you doing no, this? No, no, no. I'm sorry. There is no functional reason. It's just very porny. You use <laughs> no, no, lube. You no, no, watch no. a lot of porn. You spit on someone. Well, like that's super hot to you. I, I will but say, it's not practical. I, like, no, no, no. I will say, as someone who's on Truvada and has unprotected sex a lot now that it is absolutely practical it's not but practical like, if you're if you have use, a condom on because to use spit instead of lube yes 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 yeah yes. it works with it with the condom it doesn't work so great but without no. a condom it works amazing mm-hmm. yeah. yeah no it's yeah. great uh-huh. or god I don't forbid you don't ha- you happen lube. to not have lube like i you know then you're in the mood and that it's it can be functional and it like well. reactivates the lube but a little to me, bit that has nothing to do like i wouldn't then be cool with that and then all of a sudden you just like spit on my face. One does not go immediately to the face. That's what I'm saying. Is that there's like layers of like things that you try and get nonverbal consent for. Just like spitting on other parts of the body? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think that would be very strange Uh to me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think I would just be like, what are you doing? Tommy's gonna vomit if we keep having this conversation. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's time we move on. (laughs) Tommy, thank you for sharing your amazing um, Um, incredible impure thought which was not entirely poop shoot related but that (laughs) was a good thing yeah the mouth shoot thank you (laughs) (laughs) the mouth shoot (laughs) it's worse hi everyone today for our last episode in season two we're going to be talking about endings beginnings and how the two are inextricably linked For us thoughts, taking a little break from making the show is a bit of an ending of sorts, but it's also a gift. We all have writing projects that we'll now be able to prioritize and put out other sorts of (laughs) content. (laughs) Teebs, fuck you, Teebs. Teebs, Fran, Dennis, and I all have books to finish this summer, and summer starts now. I also think about this in terms of loss and trauma. How many injuries, breakups, and lost jobs are actually the start of an entirely other, oftentimes better, life? This past weekend, we did a reading, and Fran read a poem about Duende, the notion of turning pain or loss into art, and I definitely do this. It helps me process the end, and sort of sitting in front of a blank page is like a new beginning Mm -hmm. that 
is initiated there. Exactly. Uh, the end of every day is the beginning of a night, as Frank Ocean reminds us. And night gives us its own gifts. Dennis in backless gowns. <laughs> Fran posting Insta stories from his third of five influencer parties. <laughs> and Tommy... In bed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Here, I'm definitely guided by the melodramatic and cyclical nature of tarot, where each suit tells a story, and each story has victory and loss, attainment and adversary, ending with a deep wisdom, but acknowledging that the cycle will start again. So many cards that seem to symbolize the end actually stand in for new beginnings. Mm -hmm. The death, for example, or the joker, as the enthusiasm is setting out on a new path. So thoughts. To begin. What's one time that you thought you were lost, but you were actually deeply, deeply found, or used that moment of lost to find yourself? This is Tommy Teebs Pico, and uh, if you're listening to this right now, it's probably in June, and that means that my third book, Junk, has come out. You can get it (laughs) in any good bookstore near you, any trashy one, or in Amazon.com. Just search for Tommy Pico and Junk. Um, I would have to say that it was at the end of a relationship in, I think this was 2015, I felt absolutely bereft, and that's the thread of the thread of that end is what became my third book. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was able to uh, process the loss, but also um, imagine the next thing, and 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 in doing so, um, invite the next thing into being. That's right. That's right. I would say for me, the first time that comes to mind, and that was probably the most profound for me was when I graduated college because all of my friends had a job or if they didn't have a job, they had money from their families that had money to move somewhere and like start their life. And I literally came to graduation day and I was like, oh, mom and dad, I guess I'm moving back to Cleveland with you because I don't have anything else to do. Mm. I actually asked them if they would give me $5,000 to move to New York City because I thought that would be enough. And they said no. (laughs) Also, that is definitely enough. Um, A lot of people move here with way less than $5,000. I mean, it is, but, like, for what I thought that it had to be, like, I had no clue yet how to hustle, how to, like, Mm -hmm. find an apartment on, like, like, I would have, like, used a realtor, and I would have probably paid first, last, and security, and I I probably would have used all my money just on the move. Right. So, in my head, it wasn't enough. Um, because I just didn't know better. But my point is that, like, I really didn't know. That was when I was beginning to think that maybe I wanted to try this thing called writing, um, earlier in my life than I had intended. And I had gone through almost all of college planning to, like, audition at, like, music conservatories to get a master's of music and viola performance. And at no point in my senior year was I ready to do those auditions. And so I backed out of all of them. And so I Mm -hmm. literally was Mm -hmm. just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so I was like, I have nothing else to do but to move back home to Cleveland. And so I ended up living with my parents for a year. It ended up um, being the best thing I could have done because I developed a creative writing portfolio because I wrote a short story that summer and realized that I did want to be a writer. And um, my mom went through an illness. She had a stroke during that year. And Mm -hmm. Um, she'd had it at our house, and I was actually the person who found her, and so I was home to support my parents and right, help them right, out. Right. And your dad so, was still alive. Then. And my dad was still so alive. So you got then, a year he, with him. I got I got a year with him, and he was in good health at that time. So like what what was going to happen a few years later was like a surprise because he was in in a good situation. But um, I just like began to figure out how I wanted to construct my life, and what I always have said to other people is that. It actually turned out to be a blessing that I didn't move into anything specific. I just moved into this very quiet space. I moved into mm. my parents' home. I 
was applying for jobs. The economy was shit. It was 2008. I was literally applying for jobs. I applied for a job at Dick's Sporting Goods, if you can believe that. Oh, uh, that is real. Fitting, but that somehow is, also but not. But also not. <laughs> um, I, I, I worked for Because D one... just saw the first word, Dick's, and was like, yeah, and I was like, what oh, is it? Okay, let's do it. Um, <laughs> I got this. I think in the sixth grade, I bought a tennis racket from there, so I like thought I could like work there. Oh. Um, and you picked... I literally thing you I can know. buy. <laughs> literally. Oh um, my god! But what happened was I worked. I, I spent a week working for this national nonprofit called Fund for the Public Interest, canvassing houses. I hated it. I would fantasize that a car would hit me so that no one would be mad if I quit my job. That is, I was dark. miserable. So after a week, they were like, "Well, we're sending you to Boston," and I was like, "You're not. I'm quitting." And I got a job at Lush Handmade Cosmetics, selling bath bombs and soaps at the mall. Now that is a fitting job for you. <laughs> and I did really want it, but you were I spent. Born to, I was born to do, to do that. that job. But I spent a year, like just literally developing a portfolio, figuring out how I wanted to move forward, and I got to have all of this time and all of this quiet to kind of choreograph mm. what the next few years were going mm-hmm. to be for me. And and in that, I found myself. And when I found that that's how I wanted to move my live my life and that that was really important for me, I kind of began to understand how I work and how I wanted to move through the world. And I began to figure out what writing was going to be for me and what I the role I wanted it to play in my life. Right. Right. Yeah. Fran? I had a few different answers and now I am going, I'm going to scrap those and share a similar story about working for the fun for the public interest, canvassing <laughs> oh off God, streets. I was a canvasser for the human rights campaign um, for, I know, I know, right? Well, that was the thing that you do when you learn that you're gay and have only been, <laughs> you, you've only been gay for like, you know, a few years and you're like, this is the thing that I'm supposed to be interested in. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I, I started working for them during a summer that I was in a little bit of a um, emotional purgatory. I was unhappy at college. I was unhappy with my home life. I was unhappy with my friend groups and trying to figure out what my next step was. And when you canvas for any organization, I don't know how they are now. This is, you know, a really long time ago. You spend five hours at a time just standing in the middle of the street and waving to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, asking them to pull over. And 99% of those people say, no, no, or fuck you, or ignore you. And and I had to learn how to harden myself to all of those experiences over and over again every single day for three months. Kind of like trying to get into the gay mafia. I know. For a week. I did it for a week. I was like, I'm done. I I was also dating a really toxic guy at the time who um, I did a lot of drugs with and that was like another form of erasure. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Of of like self erasure. Um, Can I ask what drugs? uh, It was cocaine and Molly and a... I, we snorted a pill that I once, and I don't remember what the pill was, but I remembered that I didn't experience anything afterwards. I was like, I don't know what that was supposed to do. Oh, I was I I'm very drug stupid. This is the only like that's the only c- certain circumstance where in like I did a lot of drugs, huh. um, and I feel like uh, I was just trying to figure. I I was I had known myself and my personality all the way up to this point, and in a moment of like hmm. loss. Hmm of like understanding who I was and what I wanted, mm-hmm. I tried to be someone else. 
And part of that process was being hardened by this weird job that like shut me off from emotions Oof, and yeah. and seg- and segmented cat- segmented me from like my emotional life and my inner life. And another part of it was me pretending to be this guy that I wasn't yeah. with this person that I was dating. Um, and pretending to be interested in him even though I wasn't. And then we pretended to be boyfriends even though both of us knew that um, we didn't live in the same state. Because I was right. just home for, home for you know, three months. And, mm. and then I was going to go back to school. I can see being with somebody toxic and not feeling like yourself if there's like a – if it's finite. Like a finite amount of time. <clears throat> I also like – in, in another like kind of symbolic thing, like di- I like died – self-died – a large gold streak in my hair. Oh my god! Uh, and so I just like I was just like fucking with my personality, and mm-hmm. my sense of self, and like trying to create a new version of myself. And like at the end of the summer, I still felt really empty. Yeah, I feel like I didn't know myself, and I ended up moving to London for almost a year. And and that was the time that, and I've talked about this time before. But that was the time where I spent so much time with myself that I think I figured it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not figured it out as in I know me, but like. At least work through whatever that summer was. But it's also, like sometimes a part of self discovery is figuring figuring out what you're not. Exactly. Like you, try, you try on these hats, and you're just oh like, "Oh my god, yes." Most like, of them no, no. don't. No, no. Fit. That's the thing. No, That's the thing about wildly trying on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like, which some, can be healthy. Yeah. No, no. I mean, it's on. absolutely how. I think it's it's like, um, how else do you figure out what your personality is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is Joe, and I'm going to surprise everyone. Uh, my general answer to this question is the same as Teeb's. Like, breakups are very formative times for me where I'm sitting in pain, and that tends to generate a lot of uh, new creative work, but also um, new growth in my own self. But uh, I had this experience in the past year uh, where I had a job very slowly become and turn more and more toxic. Mm. And what I realized is that my Irish Catholic self is very good at commitment and very good at staying committed even when situations turn very toxic and it's very hard for me to change those situations so what happened was I was in this work situation that was uh, toxic all along but turning increasingly so to the point of uh really harming me in terms of my mental health and sometimes my physical health. Uh, it, it was horrible, but mm-hmm. I was grinning and bear it. It was like, I, I'm doing this until I do the next thing. And there wasn't, to be honest, there weren't really a lot of ways out. Um, and then I sort of got this new job opportunity, which is the position I'm in now. And I still kind of want, was hanging on to the idea of doing research in this lab I had been in before. I really didn't want to give that up. And I really loved the work that I was doing. But interpersonally, it was incredibly toxic. And I ended up being pushed out of that job. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard because I was pushed out of research science. And mm-hmm. the, for me, that's something I've spent more than 15 years doing. And as much, you know, twice the time that I've spent trying to be a professional writer, it is just like the core of my identity. And it was a huge, I was just mourning like crazy. Like I felt like this thing had been done to me that I won't be able to undo. I sort of took this position teaching given the idea that I would be able to still do research science. And then that was cut off. And I just felt like part of me was being Mm -hmm. lopped off. And I went back to to work uh, in January, starting this new semester just as a teacher. um, And it was hard to go back. Uh, not doing this thing that I'd always done. And it felt like a huge loss. But what I realized is that every day going to work, not being in this toxic situation anymore was a gift. Yeah. I mean, and like, you might, like, maybe you should have lost the thing that you exactly, lost. Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. And I would never have done that on my own. Mm. But my God, it was just like I got to rediscover 
going to work and having fun. I got to rediscover going Ooh. to work and not being bullied. I got to rediscover going to work and just ha- just having my work day be my work day and like doing my work and like doing what I needed to do, but then not feeling bad if I did some writing or if I went to the gym or if I came in late because I was staying late one day. It was just like not having all of this this eggshell around me all the time and just being able to be myself again. Yeah. Uh, it, and oh. It's weird how sometimes dynamics like that can, you just like internalize that inhibition. Oh my God. It, like, teams internalize inhibition. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. It's like holding a, it's like holding your breath constantly. Oh, uh, constantly. And you have yeah. to do that to survive sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, I was doing that in my former situation in order to just live because well, there was no easy way out. And not just even in like work stuff too, but also like, um, the idea of you know you having identity markers based on what your job is, who you're yes. dating, where yep. you're living, yep. you know it's easy to because because they're pillars uh-huh. because we live in a deeply capitalist society because you know it's it's so fucking hard in New York to get any one of those things with any yeah. kind of stability. You tend to cling yeah. to them when you have them, yeah. right? And 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 to yeah. that degree, sometimes you need one of them to be taken away from you, yeah. sort of suddenly, to recognize how toxic it was in the first place and how like fitting into a new yes. one you it, like like you said it gives you some freedom yep. and you get to choose what your next thing is it's, to a it's, certain extent yes. i am deeply change averse deeply for me it's so hard even when i've recognized that a relationship is toxic or that a job is toxic to be willing to take the steps to move out of that mm-hmm. i almost internalize that as a failure mm. i you well, know and it sounds like it comes from a diff like a survival instinct that helped you get through a portion of your mm. life i mean all of these hang-ups or all of these aversions or all of these traumas or all of these uh inured survival instincts yeah. come from a time and place when they were very useful mm-hmm. right and it's like i'm curious to know like first of all like how do you know when a thing is a vis- what is it vest- vestigial 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 yeah vestigial organ like a thing that has no use anymore right. and it's time to get rid of it and how you go about doing that yeah. and it's it's a question that like I've often asked my therapist Dr. John shout out to Dr. John <laughs> shout out to Dr. John um, <laughs> we love the therapists up in here y'all yeah um that that sometimes it's like, oh, you know, having a, a certain, I don't know, for example, for me, not being able to commit to a romantic partner. <laughs> um, and me not being able thing. to leave one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like something about, and, and I think it does have a lot to do with um, a fear of intimacy, but it's just like mm. that ability to, to, to sort of pack up my uh, emotional life with a man and like move on to the it's like that has a deep root in something that mm-hmm. helped me survive at some point there's yeah. like a, I, I always say that my my survival strategy from a young age was dissociation it was very oh. easy to like take oh. my mind out of the situation mm. because mm-hmm. I couldn't take my body out of it you know yes. Yes, yes, and then yes. that sort of leads to a lot of different malformations in, in adulthood where it's like having for example being in a shitty relationship and being like well, I'm just going to be here. I don't like it, but my head is going to be someplace else where my body is still here sitting next to him on this couch with all of his roommates who I fucking hate. And I, God damn it. And this, ooh, oh, oh my teams. God. So oh, much teams. wasted time oh, no. when it was just like we were hanging. Oh, God. And they were all theater kids, too. <laughs> no offense to any of our listeners who are theater kids. Offense. We love you. We love you. Offense As a theater, theater kid, so I was a former theater kid. We love you, but we, we, we probably don't want to I will you. stand for theater kids, but also <laughs> acknowledge the fact that they are 
insufferable. <laughs> Particularly for dating. Well, and there's a, oh, a certain type of, especially at that time, it's like, um, there's a certain type of, and no shade. Oh, shade. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. This but is the truth booth up in here. It's not just theater kids, but there's a particular way in which it, it, it comes out in theater kids, right? It's just like writers, frustrated writers are the same way. Mm. Frustrated artists, frustrated musicians. Mm-hmm. All Every, graduate students. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's a Ever. fucking garbage storm. But the particular... <laughs> I don't know. Tell me it's different. The truth is You're coming right. out in the right. season finale. But, 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 there, but there's a particular way that is... That is anathema to me personally and that is Mm -hmm. like a group of people (laughs) this is gonna sound hilarious right now but like a group of people who are trying really hard to be the center of attention Yes, yeah. that is theater like, people. Yeah. yeah, and it's like kind of going, and each of them are kind of outdoing each other, it is and like exhausting. the stakes are ratcheting up and up. And I just, yep. I wanted to, and it was just like I was in the corner of my body, like inching away. How long did you stay there? Teams? That was about. It was like six months. Because that doesn't oh. seem... When I think about you as a person... Actually, when I think about everybody in this room as a person, one of the things that I admire about y'all and that I try to emulate in my own life is the ability not to dissociate in, mm. the, in, in romantic relationships and when things are shitty to get the fuck out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I... Uh, yeah. That, I, he ended up dumping me. <laughs> <laughs> He couldn't Listen, handle me, all right? However you get out is however you get out. Yeah, I, I think I made out, it insufferable for him, so he... That sounds like teams to me, Fran. Um, j- jumping on that a little bit, um, I am someone... I crave new beginnings. I crave change. Mm. I crave, like, fresh starts constantly um, to a point that is compulsive. Like, I, mm. before I lived in New York, I hadn't lived anywhere um, that long this long in like eight or nine years um with the year that i moved to new york i had 11 addresses in 12 months oh my god i was constantly looking for new things and new addresses and also when you move to new york you have a bunch of different places that you're living at but that sounds so exhausting but like i loved it i'm someone who i I adore rolling with the punches Mm -hmm. i'm really good at accommodating to new scenarios i have faith in change i have faith in the fact that things are never going to go the way i exactly planned them so when they don't go the way that i thought they would go i'm like that's Great, because I was relying on that to not go the way I thought it was going to go. Oh. You know what I mean? They're, they're, we are never going to be able to project what it is we want for our futures. And in that stage of the beginning where you have big pie-in-the-sky ideas about like what this new beginning can mean for you, it's worth it for you to like dial it back and be like, yes. how about I set my expectations uh, a, in, a, on a, in a wider way so that I have a mm-hmm. variation of like failures that, ah! I, could, that I could experience. <laughs> And, and I run through from. those, and I figure out what the the next plans from those are. Ooh, so that's, that's what so I'm true. that's what I'm about. Yeah. That that okay. So that um, if you if you were able to refine your expectations, or you were able to refine um your projection for a thing, I think ultimately the only thing you can you can you have control over is how you act. Mm-hmm. So you're like, I commit to being honest. Mm-hmm. I commit mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. saying what it is that I feel. Mm-hmm. I commit to staying in the room with somebody. That way. Mm-hmm. Hashtag I'm trying. Ah! You d- the work that you're doing is the one that first, like I said before, you had control over, but ultimately the one that even if it doesn't work out, you don't leave thinking like you could have done something There's different. There's no regrets. Yeah. 
Hey cuties, did you not get enough of our thought process? If you want a little more, you can join us on Twitter after the conversation and get up all in our mentions, you know, just like at us. I mean, like, we'll all participate in conversation on Twitter um, with Especially you. Joe, I have nothing exactly, better to do. Exactly. Um, with the questions, <laughs> the thought starting questions that are uh, pinned at the top of our page. And as always, that's at food, the number four, and thought spelled T-H-O-T pod on Twitter. Mm. I've got that feeling like I've had enough, but I could fit one more thing inside of me. Dennis knows how I feel. So uh, to bring up the rear of this episode, our dessert this week will be brought to us by Fred. That's right. This week, our dessert is again. We're having we're having second helpings of this one. Y'all, you are the absolute pride and joy of this podcast. You are the reason that we do it. Um, Except for Tommy. Tommy does it for (laughs) self-aggrandizement. I was going to be like, who is this? For me? (laughs) Okay, well. Um, (laughs) I do it for the dick pics. But we get uh, get tons and tons of messages, DMs, emails, everything um, into our inboxes. Just like kind of saying like what this show means to y'all. Um, and they're really beautiful to read, so we would love to read a few of them. Um, because, yeah, yeah, we, we, love, we love y'all. Um, this one says, Dear Beautiful Thoughts, Damn, I love you guys so much. It's weird not realizing that there is such a deficit in my life until I discovered your podcast. And it's all graceful thoughtiness. I definitely look forward to listening to your insights every week. I get to listen to conversations that I don't know anyone else around me would be able to have here. I live in the suburbs of Georgia, 45 minutes out of Atlanta. You're like the four therapeutic friends I never realized I needed. Mm, uh, I know everything. Uh, I'm going to pants you when your whole family. <laughs> 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 um, there's nothing more I could say except that I wish I had tuned in sooner and I'm grateful for what y'all do. Also, I'm in love with Fran. Thank you. I actually, uh, uh, I actually didn't read it. I am Fran. Now you literally said that. Fred wrote that. Well, Fred no, literally, I wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, thoughts. I can't tell you how many times I've written, deleted, and rewritten this email due to equal parts of fear and vulnerability. Freaking out like a motherfucking fanboy. You are all such talented writers, and and so it had to be so, so and so it had to be somewhat eloquent. I just want to thank you for what you're doing. I live and work in Kansas. The gross sepia tone part Dorothy should have known never to go back to. It's really beautiful, actually. I know. It, come on. Has, like, you can watch storms roll in from 100 miles away. They say, I ended up here at the end of July, and the transition has been super rough. I work at a university, which gives me some hope for the foreseeable future. As you can imagine or have experienced, small town life in the Midwest can be quite isolating. I was and am struggling to find folk with whom I can be myself. Your podcast has basically served as my as my manna in the desert. Ooh, man Biblical, Biblical <laughs> reference. Biblical reference. I look for the PK. I look forward to your conversations every week, and they feature pr- prominently in my self-care Sundays. I know you probably get a lot of messages. I don't know how many of them are actual thanks, but what you do means a lot to me, so thank you. Oh, I'll give you a wedgie. Oh my God. (laughs) That's incredible. Um, So this one says, I'm sure you get this a lot from um, in the mountains of accolades you receive each week, but I have to say thank you for sharing your podcast as a 54-year-old newly out thought um, this insight to my community is given that you've given me is so priceless keep up the stellar work 
I was trying Tommy. to look at some that I have, but I, I just never – I never respond to these or read them. I have, like, a bunch <laughs> in my request thing. I don't know. They just say, have my babies. <laughs> my. <laughs> um, Tommy's ovaries are ready. That is 100% on brand. <laughs> this one, we have such a range. Um, I wanted to say thank you for your authenticity, thoughtfulness, and genuine conversation on the Food for Thought podcast. I will admit – I am a straight white woman. No! <laughs> However, the comments and conversations you guys have around gender, sex, race, all hit my heart. I would even say the issues and topics you, you guys talk about and go in much deeper um, uh, help me relate on a deep level of humanity that feels very vulnerable. Hmm. So I just want to drop you guys a note of gratitude and send thank you. Thank you for creating this podcast. You truly make my life better when I listen and I feel less alone when I have similar thoughts. If you're ever in San Diego, please hit me up. I'll take Aww. you out to brunch. Thank you, Kathy, or whatever your name is. <laughs> it's Fran's dream. He's like making white women happy. I <laughs> love, love you. White women have feelings too. That is 100% true. <laughs> you said it like it wasn't. I know. <laughs> um, thank you, all you people, for those things. Uh, for I, I, I can't say the word fans. I just say people who listen to the show. Yeah, <laughs> Tommy, I like Tommy, to say listeners. Tommy pretends that there are four people who listen to the show, and they're all his best friends. <laughs> Actually, the four people in this room. Are in are this room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Dennis does not listen to the show. <laughs> oh true. True. <laughs> true. 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 Um, Thank you. <laughs> this episode of Food for Thought is made possible by the generous, unequivocal support of Rosé and our partnership with Into, an online magazine for queer news and culture. Head to intomore.com each week for a special little love letter from the thoughts. Our engineer is Alex Mead Fox at Spaceman Sound Studios, and our producer is the patron saint of THC, Alexandra De Palma. Oh my god! <laughs> High as fuck in the corner right now. High as fuck. I'm Tommy Teebs. Oh, who was hitting the one hitter before we started? (laughs) I'm Tommy Teebs Pico. You can find me at Hey Teebs, H E Y T E B S, on all relevant social media. I'm Fran. You can find me at Fran Squish Co. on any social media you want. And right as we speak, I am getting on a really, very long 545 mile bike race um, for AIDS Life Cycle. I'm helping raise money and dollars and awareness um, for the HIV AIDS crisis and you can still help me um, reach my goals so click on the links in my bio where does it end Fran? I don't know all I know is that I'm going to have an amazing ass it ends in LA I I think yeah no and I'm just like LA thoughts whoever wants to fuck Fran's blistered ass oh my god I mean I will be putting Tiger Balm on it the whole way through so I'm going to take good care of it for you yeah. Um, yeah. Slide into Fran's ass and truly, like yeah, truly, yeah, yeah. I will be ready for it. And I like after like big exercises, I'm like ready. To oh, I mean that is the horniest time of all. That yeah. is like the gayest Portlandia thing ever. Put Tiger Bomb on it. <laughs> I love Tiger Bomb. I am Joseph Osmondson. You can find me at www.josephosmondson.com. I'm going to be in the South this summer, Fayetteville, uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, Atlanta. Hit me up. Probably Oxford, Mississippi. It'll be on my website. 
And I am Dennis Norris II, and you can find me at my website, www.dennisnorrisii.com, where you can find links to my chapbook and lots of upcoming readings in New York City. Woo! Woo. You can listen to Food for Thought on Apple Podcasts or wherever you catch golden audio goodness. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes to keep us slutty, America. Uh. Find us on Twitter and Facebook as Food for Thought Pod, and on Instagram as Gay Sluts Who Read. Ah. Sign up for our <laughs> newsletter for episode insights, reading lists, and <laughs> extra delectable content at foodforthoughtpodcast.com. And finally, send your questions, thoughts, concerns, and dick pics to thoughts at foodforthoughtpodcast.com. As always, that's food, the number four in thoughts about her. T-H-O-T. Thank you for listening. Yeah. See, See you next, next season. season. Wait, I'm getting a Skittle. I don't know. That was just off the, that was straight out the poop shoot, you know? <laughs> oh my God. This will not make it to the episode, however, if they were playing the drinking game. <laughs> oh my God. I'm Whole never Foods. not at Whole Foods. My Whole safe Foods? space. Whole Foods is Fran's workspace. Whole Foods is my safe space.